Hello. Welcome. It's Hello. Pro Wrestling World Talks. And today, uh, Dan is here as well. Hi, Dan. Hi, John. This got off. <laughs> no wheels on the car, just kind of skirt. Skidding right down the road. I love it. Uh, we didn't uh, even get the landing gear up. <laughs> fuck, we had landing gear? I, I, <laughs> I didn't know what it did. Um, but this week we are joined by an amazing and very creative, might I say, uh, professional wrestler from Vancouver. Miss uh, Tara Zap, hello. Hello. How are you? I am well. How are you? Ah, uh, that's a loaded <laughs> question. It's Midwestern uh, winter. Uh, yeah. Where are you guys located? I'm from I'm uh, Chicago. Yes. Oh. John, John's from Chicago. I am from Boston. Crazy. Okay. Because I went through your podcast and I saw there's so many Canadians, especially Pacific Northwest Canadians. <laughs> so I figured yep. you guys were Canadian, actually. Uh, well, uh, nationality-wise, I'm half Canadian. <laughs> I'm half Canadian. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, we're uh, we're chilling. Uh, we just have a very good friend out your way. Well, a couple of good friends. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yes. yes. That's one of them. And uh, Michael Richard Blaze. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> yep. I know that chap. Taryn from Accounting. Oh, yeah, she's the best. Calamity Kate. Yep. Steve's Tony, what? Tony Baroni. He's my trainer, one of them. Oh, we yep. can talk about we, him. We love Tony. Tony's yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, let's see here. All we're saying is we feel like we're neighbors, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, Boston point. is like pretty much on the other side of the world, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's fair <laughs> <laughs> how, so how long would a flight far. be for that yeah What's how that? long is that flight I said, how know, long like would I, that flight be like a flight from here probably to New hours. Jersey is six out it's six hours to yeah. New Jersey so to Boston it'd probably be seven I don't know seven, seven or eight, seven or eight hours know. probably yeah 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 it's like literally on the other side of the continent and then down some so that's insane to me I know it is crazy. When you look on a map, it looks like it's on the other side of the planet. Kind of is. Well, I think the crazy part to me too is like, what's the statistic that comes out about Toronto and population wise? They are is it eighty percent of Canada? Toronto? Whoa, yeah, maybe that makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty dense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's something like that number of how many ever Torontoans there are yeah, is farther south than quite a bit of the United States. Like, yeah, it's way that's farther right. South than Minnesota. Yeah, there's a little dip there. Where the province goes down and then it goes back up. Uh-huh, which is where Toronto mm-hmm. happens to be. Yeah, that's actually where I'm, like, kind of from. I'm from Ontario. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, I used to live in Toronto for uh, over a decade. Nice. Yeah. Did you prefer it out that way or do you like it more? It's very different. It's almost like you can't compare it in a sense because like people are different. Just the scene is different. Nightlife is different. Um, 
scenery is so different. Here it's obviously more lax. Like it's, you know, the West Coast vibe. Mountainous and like, you know, you got your ocean and everyone's a hiker and <laughs> a yoga, a yogi. And uh, in Toronto, it's a little more like fast paced and like nightlife and stuff like that. So it really depends on what you're into. I'm more of into like a chill kind of settling down vibe, I guess, these days. But yeah. Is it, is it maybe because <laughs> Toronto is more of a tourist town that probably definitely does. it's yeah. just like, you know, when bands go on tour, they all go to Toronto. Like That's very true. rarely do bands I like come here, but they're always there. So it's just like a hub for entertainment and all kinds of stuff. Oh. And there's fashion awards and like movie award, like huge award ceremonies are in Toronto. Like everything, everything happens in Toronto. We don't so get what, anything over here. What bands are we talking about here? Like, uh, what bands? I don't know. Like, what are your literally favorites? anything? Like, what are my favorites? It depends on what the day. I like country. I like metal. I like punk. Depends on what it is, but. As for like uh, touring bands, probably more like metal and punk stuff is more out there than it is here. That being said, the punk scene is pretty dead out there and it's actually not, it's not, I wouldn't say thriving here, but it's, there's a lot of uh, people that still play in bands here. <laughs> Whereas like, I don't know, out in Toronto, it's like very like hip hop oriented. I find like it's very more like clubby, if that makes sense. Uh that does make sense. Um, All like funny. the old, the old uh, uh, punk the clubs and like uh, like underground kind of scene is completely gone. As far as I mean, maybe there's new stuff that has popped up, but when I was growing up there, everything that I knew is gone now. So like quite literally everything. <laughs> Which was actually one of the reasons I left. Because I was like, well, there's literally nothing here that I like anymore, so I'm just going to go. <laughs> that seems to be a common thread for most people nowadays. And that's not just right? like that with music, but it's just like that with everything. Everything seems yeah. to be different. Like long-term establishments are no longer like, uh, like things that people grew up with brands, all this stuff. Like uh, the recent news about Sports Illustrated, it's just like Really? That was weird. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, you got it like out of nowhere. Like, you're just thinking, it's always going to be there. You know, like, it might not be in the form, but then all of a sudden one day you're just like, yeah, yeah, they're on the verge of being done. And so it's just <laughs> oh, wow. like, it's these long-term establishments now and trends and all that stuff. And it's unfortunate to hear about like the punk and metal scene of where the kind of scene is I think there are more 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds than, like, yeah. than there are 20- and 30-year-olds. And that's really... Well, now it's of, even worse than that. Yeah. It's the dads who uh, tuck their band shirts in. Yeah. You know, from like 1985. They, they tuck their shirt in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a big no-no. You know what that's I mean? It's such thing. a weird... Yeah, it's just like a Metallica tour shirt tucked into a pair of like dad Levi's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even where it's lax, you know, uh, and they're just sitting there with their $2 beer and they're <laughs> sipping away talking about 401ks. And I'm like, uh, am yeah, I at the right show? Yeah, exactly. 
it, it's yeah. it's like yep. it's no longer the young trendy thing it's just like oh no what has happened yeah definitely although i do like um there's this band avatar that i'm a huge okay. fan of you never of heard of them okay uh your your uh face paint the clown makeup yeah <clears throat> Uh, reminiscent of their singer in the band. Totally cool. Juggalos? No, not a juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Let's to talk about juggalos. <laughs> Let's, why not? <laughs> Do you love juggalos? <laughs> Do I love juggalos? Yes. yes. Um, I actually don't know too many juggalos. I vaguely know a couple, and they're crackheads, so I don't know if I love them, but uh, oh, that, that... one of them does a bunch of fentanyl, <laughs> and one of them does math, so, you know, I, I don't know. Actually, I guess I know a couple other jugglers that are pretty nice, so maybe I do like jugglers. <laughs> I just don't know if I'm down with their, uh, their daily activity. <laughs> I don't know many juggalos <laughs> that would have, like, a job with a 401k and that type of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no that's one's listening to not, not these guys. No, one, no one's just sitting there in their cubicle, just jamming out to ICP, oh, doing sad. a spreadsheet, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <These> are, uh, <laughs> I'm. I still haven't seen that Juggalo documentary. I've always wanted to watch it, but I fucking still haven't seen it. It was made years and years ago. Uh, I think it was just about the gathering, but of the Juggalos. Um, or, or like the Portland Juggalo scene or something. Oh anyways, yeah, that, I gotta check that out. Some drugs. They they have been great for wrestling though. I'll I have to at least put that out. Yeah, there. they've, they've been, always been into wrestling. They've they've like, been they kind of yeah that was yeah. like half their fucking gimmick in the beginning. You know, so they're like just like big old wrestling dorks. Well, I mean, even the shows they produced, yeah. um, you know, they bring people in for really big paydays. So they were they right, treated right. the performers well. They, you know, and they took it. Oh, seriously. like oh, yeah, oh, for those um, gathering, like the ICP yeah. gatherings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last year, a bunch of people went, and I, uh, one of my friends, asked if I wanted to come along and like possibly be in like some scramble, and I decided not to for some reason, but I kind of wish I did. That would have been an interesting tale to tell. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was honestly nervous because it was like a crazy long couple weeks of travel and I yeah. was so exhausted and a bunch of my friends that were going were just like absolute party animals and like I I it's so hard for me to say no in a fun situation and I knew it was going to be a blast and I literally didn't go because I knew I'd have too much fun. <laughs> so I was like <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> And when, I wasn't when, when did you uh, hit the age though? Of what? When you were just like, I have to be responsible. Oh, uh, probably as soon darn. as I started wrestling, I realized that I need to get my shit together because uh, you can't be, you can't really, I mean, at least for me personally, maybe some people, but I can't really get shit done if I'm living a lifestyle of party antics and whatnot, you know? You can't because um, you're always hungover. Yeah, that yeah. and like, you know, you're just like sad and like low. Like some people actually don't get like that weirdly, but I do. And 
I don't think I could manage going to the gym every day, getting, you know, getting up at whatever time, doing everything I need to do and go to training, <laughs> you know? It's yeah. impossible. I, yeah. <laughs> I guess that being you're one- said, I am like, you know, I'm not like 20 anymore. And when I was 20 and I was getting into tattooing, I would freaking not sleep, you know, not sleep and go to work and be absolutely fine. Absolutely fine, you know, like no hangover. It's like, woo, whatever. But now it's then that, no, <laughs> I don't fuck with that anymore. <laughs> there was an age though, and it, I don't know when it happened. I don't remember the exact date yeah. or time, but all of a sudden I woke up and then I just have responsibles. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh, yep. gosh. Well, sorry, guys, can't come out to the bonfire tonight. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I have to be yeah. up early for work, and I'm like, I know. I know. It's not it good. Is, it is. Um, it it is interesting with responsibility because it's just like, yeah, being an adult has so many trap holes, and just like you can screw up very quickly. But uh, yeah, like if you make one bad decision, and it's just I, I'm kind of just gotten this philosophy of like fuck it as long as the bills are paid it's like yeah you know you gotta come with what kind of gotta go with the body blows on this because you know you're gonna get an uppercut whatsoever but you might sway one you know i feel like i feel like aging at this point is like a choose your own adventure book and you're oh, really yeah. hoping you just keep picking the right page <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, we're just living yeah. a real life <laughs> dragon's lair you know, you go to a fucking page, it's like, you get an extra $1,000 from your former 401k. And you're like, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Then you flip the page 47, and it's like, you hit a pothole, and now <laughs> owe the body shop 2000 bucks. You're just like, fuck. Shit. Yeah, that's why I don't drive anymore. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, I love it, though. <laughs> So, Tara, uh, tell us about, we already talked about your face paint. Yeah. Where did that process come from? And do you foresee ed- editing it or changing it at all in the future? Uh, yeah, I've actually been editing it. Editing it. Um, I started, well, I started with only half a face. And then I kind of just thought the whole face would be cooler looking, save me time because one half would be like nice, pretty makeup and it would take me so long. And then the clown makeup takes me like five minutes. So I think I (laughs) partially because I didn't want to put the time and effort into the nice side of the face. I went full clown, but also it just looks cooler. Um, But I might, I've, I've been thinking about going back to just half or like bring out the clown paint for special matches like death matches or hardcore matches or feuds or something um maybe like finn balor's like demon kind of vibes and then the rest of the time i'd be like me with maybe i don't know maybe a little bit of a clown vibe i don't know yeah i'm still thinking about it i think i want to be booked um consecutively on the same um promotion for a while before i start doing that with my character 
You know what I mean? So have some right. storylines going and stuff like that. Right. But um, for right now, I'm just kind of like having fun with this one. And yeah, it's it's got like many. I pull from many things, but mostly it's just like almost like a suppressed personality, I guess. <laughs> but I do have. Was that? Was it like the Joker movie from DC, where? <laughs> yeah he's expressing himself you know it, yeah and, in a sense like i i'm kind of like tapping into like it's it sounds i guess sort of corny maybe to some but into like a a part of me as a kid because i was very very introverted uh, i had pretty much no friends i was teased like crazy um and i was just a fucking weirdo but the only and i was but i was confident with it and I didn't care what anyone thought. I was a weirdo too. I wasn't a weirdo na- like I was a weirdo to freak out people. I didn't want you know what I mean. I was like pushing people yeah. away from me because I wanted to be like spooky and weird. And like it's a defense mechanism. And then I grew up, and then I didn't think like that at all anymore. And then when I started wrestling, I'm like, I want to bring this part of me back because it still exists in a sense, you know. And like I love that part of me, and I loved who I was. As a kid, I thought, I think I was like pretty neat, you know, I was just a weirdo and I loved it. You know, I was very, very confident with it. And so that's kind of, I guess, what this character is in a sense. And I also like, like, I grew up in like the time of like new metal and stuff like that. So it's kind of (laughs) a little bit inspired from um, that time period as well. Like my entire life was like music and corn and like that kind of like aesthetic and stuff like that so it's a big part of that too i could see it uh yeah. i love i love the gimmick i mean it yes. kind of even reminds me of like the crow yeah definitely that's one of my favorite movies and um when i was kind of like coming up with a character i actually watched um the joker movie i was watching the crow and terminator 2 and those were like my main influences i guess uh looks wise terminator 2 isn't really you can't really i guess see it i was gonna say but it's more of like an attitude i guess like sarah connor like ass kicker strong female type yeah yeah yeah. like revenge back when oh like back when hollywood women who were strong written characters were fucking badass well, yeah, I mean, that movie absolutely changed my life as a kid. I saw it when it came out. My parents rented it, and I fucking bawled my eyes out, and I cried over that movie for weeks. I was uh, when he, when he so touched by it. and so Yes. Yeah. I was so just in love with the characters in that movie, and, like, I have been all my life. So, yeah, I guess you could say the Sarah Connor influence is definitely there. Maybe I'll, I'll pull it, it out in a different way with this character at some point. I don't know, but I, I felt like Terminator two should have won the Academy award for best picture instead right? of like Titanic for James Cameron. Oh God. I Cause know. I felt like it was so better. Well-written. <laughs> it was so better. The special effects to this day stand up, you know, like they're, oh, they're fucking sick. Unbelievable. Like yeah. that was, that movie came back out in 1991, 1992. And the mm-hmm. graphics still hold up to this day. Oh, yeah. Ten times better than anything you've seen from like Marvel in the last ten years. 
Yeah, definitely. Honestly, it, it actually looks realistic. Some of that shit, like the it does. Yeah, it does. Like when, when when he took the uh, when he took his skin off and he's just standing there, yeah. just like <laughs> let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I was a huge fan of Terminator. Uh, once I saw the thumb going down, I said, "Son of a bitch!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And started crying. Yeah. I was yeah. very tormented by that. Yeah, me too, man. He was best. It was so heartbreaking at that end of it because you're just like, "No, you don't have to go. You're a good <laughs> Yo. one. You can stay there as long as you want. You really can. It's okay." <laughs> and Arnold's like. I don't have to go, but I can't stay here. Goodbye. Yeah. And then just Yeah. I yeah. I felt that. Yeah. Hard times. <laughs> it's such it's such a weird uh turn in that film too, just because in the first one he was just a brutal killing machine. Yeah, I know, right? Like when he goes up when he walks into a you'll never see this scene again either in like cinema of just a robot you know a one guy going in and just shooting up an entire police station oh yeah never happen again you can't do that in movies anymore no you can't i can you i mean it's possible but i don't know to that to that extent (laughs) are we gonna have to start inspecting movies yeah well it's it's, back to I think it's if you're a robot from the future, you can do whatever the hell you want. That's true. <laughs> no, don't say that. Because oh. that there's just gonna be like a uh, time traveling killer robot and we're gonna be like, sweet dude. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> It'll it's coming one these days. Skynet is real. <laughs> Who's it gonna be, you know? It, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it'll be me. That'd be cool. <laughs> Oh shit. oh shit! Yo, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a dream. What it though? You're a time traveling killer robot. I don't know. Kind of, it'd be exciting. Would it be a combination yeah, he... of the Terminator and Bender from Futurama? Oh no! Screw that guy. <laughs> Screw that little twerp. Bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs> 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 no fucking I, I all right i would like to go through time let's be honest you wouldn't you know and go see all the things that we hear about and read about yeah uh but i wouldn't want to do it as a killer robot like i feel like or what about a like a, a t2 version though like you, you're ah, going to like totally go see somebody that's true. Or like a, a guardian or whatever I, could, I feel like I could do... Because then you could still I kill could things, T2. but you're good. <laughs> so you it's true. Both, I do, yeah, I just... I don't want to become a hieroglyphic. You know, where people are like, there's a robot here with what looks like an M16. What does it mean? We don't understand. <laughs> we think it stands for the letter Q. <laughs> It's just like, I don't, you ever see ancient aliens and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I was obsessed no. with that show for a bit there, and then I got oh, no. absolutely sick of it. Now I'm like, no oh, shit. my god, you look fucking insane. <laughs> Stay away from me. I think that's like everything that hit, that History Channel does. Like it's. Just I just like, like the guy with the wild hair, and like every season, his hair got a little bit more charged. <laughs> it did, but he got like... a little more deranged. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you never knew even the wild card. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but where I was going with it is, you know, they'll be like, in Gobekli Tepe. We found this hieroglyph, and it looks like, well, it looks like a guy in a Wendy's. <laughs> oh, my God, stop. Is it really that bad? I, I don't know. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my it's God. Just a guy in a Wendy's. <laughs> Does this mean that ancient aliens have filled this? In a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. Wendy's is actually Illuminati. <laughs> you can see here, the girl's pigtails are shaped like a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at her eye, it's the eye from the thing. And the yeah. dollar bill. I miss old Wendy's. There's a, there's a thing, old Wendy's compared to new Wendy's. Like it, okay, Wendy's. are the burgers still in a square? Yeah, yeah, they're still square. Yeah, they're still square. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're still square. I haven't been there for a long time. <laughs> I feel like Canada would be back in well, back when we were growing up. There's always jokes about things being weird in Canada. Instead of like square patties, maybe they're just like oblong rectangles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, octagons yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, pen pentagon. <laughs> It just, oh yeah, we added one extra side there, bud. Oh, oh. Like, oh. <laughs> it's just a maple leaf. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> welcome to Wendy's here. <laughs> we got the maple leaf. Dave's double. How you doing? <laughs> you oh know, and you're God. just like, oh shit. We all thought their military <laughs> were just on ice skates, like they were just prepared. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys uh, get a lot of snow on that side? Uh, we're not supposed to. Um, no. But it has been the last couple of years. Basically, since I moved here, apparently, it's been snowy. <laughs> so that's rude. Um, <laughs> I hate I hate snow. I hate winter. I hate being cold. So, like, that was another one of the perks of coming out here. I couldn't wait to live somewhere that didn't have a negative 40 freaking winter with tons <laughs> of snow and slush and gross shit. Um, but the last couple years it's been snowing quite heavily. Right now it's raining, which it usually does, but yeah, we just had a huge snowstorm. I think it like made a record and everything. So how do you feel knowing that you moving to I brought the shitty weather th that you ruined you you ruined it. Devastating. Yeah. I apologize on behalf of whatever the weather, I guess. <laughs> don't apologize chasing to us me chasing me out here apologize to your fans <laughs> <laughs> you brought all the snow damn it what the hell right when people say that oh you must have brought the sun 
You can use that in the promo. Like, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> when when your relatives go to Florida and you're like, bring that weather back with you. <laughs> oh God. That's so highly I'm, unlikely. As I'm leaving for Florida tomorrow. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, we get yeah. he's going to the rumble. Going to the oh, rumble. Oh fuck, you're so lucky. Yeah. No, uh, I'm fully prepared at least to be entertained by uh, someone that I like winning the Royal Rumble on the women's side. The men's side, I'm firmly, firmly, firmly expecting to be disappointed on the men's side. Oh, okay. Because it's just like... uh... (laughs) Well, you know who's going to win? The men's Royal Rumble was open. Who do you think is going to win? Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. What? Hulk Hogan. Okay. He's gonna Is come he, out uh, and, and slam Andre. Um yeah, he's going, man. If I <laughs> it's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be Dwayne or um Well, that's what I think. Even Definitely. Gunther, maybe. Uh, it, like uh, Gunther would be great. The that's probably a stupid rock. I the, the problem that I have it's is Rock Lesnar out of nowhere. <laughs> of course. And we're just like, really again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I think the problem that I have is is that um, if if that does happen, I mean I understand why it happens from a uh, a casual wrestling fan standpoint. Yeah. But uh, since I'm one of the hosts on this program, uh, you can tell that I take this shit pretty goddamn seriously. <laughs> so when stuff wrong happens. With you, Bill? <laughs> Calm down, Jesus. So I take this stuff. Sir. Am I the I... only one who takes the fucking rules? <laughs> as it's I, not but round robin play. As it's as John as John and I, I think, can both attest. I'll have to put it like that. John and I can both attest the fact of that. Yes, we understand from the casual fan standpoint that The Rock being at WrestleMania and winning the Royal Rumble is a great thing. But mm-hmm. from a hardcore standpoint, somebody that watches and somebody cares about the product, mm-hmm. that for instead of people that you know they kick around for three months, yeah, you know this yeah. is this is this is the time of year where it's like they're seasonal residents. They're here between <laughs> they're here between January uh, and yeah, yeah, the yeah. first couple of weeks of April, and then they dip <laughs> out for the next eight months. No, but I, then I there's then there's people like us that just sit there and we're just like. Okay, long-term payoffs with everything. Fuck it. We're just going to do this now for for a couple of weeks. Here's my thing, right? So you have CM Punk and Cody now doing something maybe or... Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe trying not to do... I don't know what they're doing. It's kind I of haven't good. I watched, like it. I was watching like pretty consistently for a bit there and then the last couple of weeks I've completely dropped off. I don't know why. I just haven't wanted... I just haven't been into it. It's been it's a chore. Pro, uh, re- weekly television is a chore. Like and certain we, stuff has yeah. been so eye rolling to me too. I'm just like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm just gonna watch some Japanese wrestling. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't know, but anyway. Do you watch uh, Joshi or do you watch? I've been watching Stardom uh, a lot lately because because I find it like superior over everything. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah, so fucking good, man. They're so tough and so cool and they look amazing and I'm into it. It's not corny. There's no weird corniness. It's just good wrestling. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's, right. it's fucking good wrestling. It is. It's just good wrestling. That's what I want to be watching. I don't care about the storylines anymore right now. I think before I started wrestling, I liked that stuff. But now that I'm wrestling, I just don't care. I just want to see so stuff that I want to rip off. <laughs> I want to see stuff that I want to rip off, like literally. So, <laughs> so do you like uh, AEW maybe moving towards more of a match-based focus rather than storylines? Like, um. Yes, I do. Okay, AEW, I like some of the storylines a lot. Um, like, I love to- Tony Storm and everything that's going on with that. Um, but yeah, wh- what are they doing? They're going just match-based? They're getting rid of their storylines? I don't understand. No, they're do- the-, the rumor was is like they're going um, more of like a New Japan focus. Oh, really? They're- okay. Yeah. That's cool. I like that actually. But it depends because sometimes uh, story- the storylines are really entertaining and they're awesome, but a lot of the time it's not. And it's like kind of like, oh, fuck. I get it. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you stoked for that or no? Um, For, for what? AEW kind of going to a more of a New Japan kind of way. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the thing I liked about AEW at the beginning was it was kind of like a mixed match of styles. Like everything was kind of yeah. different every segment, yeah. which but, I miss I that. And now it's kind of, I feel like going that route, uh, you're already kind of struggling. Kind uh, of. Okay. And I feel like doing that, you might struggle a little bit more. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, for most most fans, want like a WWE style product, don't they? I think so. You would I say because, so. like, yeah. I think being I a fan, they... and being a wrestler, watching wrestling is so fucking different. I'm still a fan, obviously, but yeah, it's just so different. I, and we're like one percent of the population that watches wrestling, so my opinion doesn't really matter, I guess, on that. What? <laughs> but, um, what got you into it? Like, what character or like what? like event got you into like the very first um the very first person that attracted me deeply to wrestling was the undertaker um there you go yeah he was he was my first but um there's been many since then i loved mankind because i felt like i i understood him (laughs) um yeah and i was like a little kid then i was like i started watching with my family like Hella young, like, you know, five, six. I went to my first WWE when I was eight. So, yeah. But yeah, Undertaker was was definitely like one of those. It was like kind of like when I saw Arnie and T2, like just jaw dropping, like (sighs) magnificent. Wow, this is so cool. Life changing experience. Yeah. It was the jaw. (laughs) (laughs) First thing. <laughs> and it, you were you were enamored of being like, damn that man's got a strong jawline. No, no, no. Is that, oh, is that? What, are are you saying that's what I was attracted to? For Arnold, yeah, for with Arnold, for, yeah, for Arnold. Oh, maybe, maybe I love the Aust- the Austrian jaw. I don't know. Yeah, is that little dimple in the? Does he have a dimple in his chin? He or kind of does. Chin? Yeah. I don't know. I have no he idea. A, he has the the defining chin. Yes, yeah, I suppose. Uh, I've never really. Really thought about his chin much, guys. I don't know. 
<laughs> You're talking about my dimples in his chin. I'm just like, I don't fucking know. He's got some cool muscles. I, I used but... to be. He does. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I used to watch a lot of Arnold movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like him, Elvis Presley movies. I weirdly like too. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. I don't fucking remember what else I used to watch. But... Underrated actor Elvis. Like he Elvis played himself, but he was I, I he wasn't bad, no. Like his his stuff kind of it's like, okay, like that that's what the era called for. His stuff was okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But, I haven't really seen much Elvis. Let's talk about something real quick, considering, right? Um oh. Elvis and wrestling and all the pageantry, right, of stardom and uh, the performance and circumstance. I'm kind of glad um, that wrestlers now are moving past, I guess, what brought down people like Elvis like the addictions and uh, mm, all the sure. bull, the bullshit, you know. Yeah. Um, how you kind of came up like in between the ending of everything. Yeah, um, definitely. And now this transition. How do you feel wrestling is right now for like mental health, addiction, things like that? Um, all the people that I'm coming up with right now, um at least in BC area are 95% sober people. So it's, it's, I feel like it's so opposite now to what it used to be. I feel like if I started wrestling, you know, 20 years ago or something, like I would be fucked now just the way, the way I was then and how I dealt with like personal issues and pain then, you know, I would probably be like a a pill popping freak, but these days, like people, a lot of people are straight edge and like are have never even touched a drug in their life, and it just I don't know why, but that's kind of the way the scene is for the most part. In my experience, I know maybe there's places elsewhere that aren't like that, but as far as Canadians go, and like as far as like successful wrestlers go, like most of them are got their shit together, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were talking pre show about uh Michael Richard Blaze. Yeah. Um, oh god, that guy does like fucking crosswords for fun. <laughs> <laughs> for real, that's a party for him. <laughs> no no shade, I'm just saying. Hey, let's watch uh some more Bret Hart matches. It's like, okay, yeah, let's do that, Michael. We can do that. <laughs> yeah, and then like his physique is like insane. So it's like, well, I guess what he's he's doing something right. Just a wrestling machine, that guy. Yes. Yeah, no, he uh he was our first interview with Dan and I together. Oh really? And yeah, yeah, and we had no idea, you know, like what to expect considering you know, he was trained by TJ and, you know, all this other stuff. And we, I was nervous. I know for sure I was nervous. 
Yeah. So was I. <laughs> and uh, he was the most down to earth, easy person to talk to. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a nice guy. I've only really I guess I've met him a couple of times at shows. But yeah, he's just like really normal, nice person. <laughs> As opposed to uh, As a- maybe a Cobra Kai. <laughs> no, he's fine. But he also comes from a different generation. Like his generation so much different. Like my trainers that are a little bit older even, you know, they they just had a different experience with wrestling. Yeah. Every generation uh, like a- is like such a different experience i feel like so what do you feel like the back the yeah back rooms are like there i mean Sorry? locker rooms so how do you feel like the locker rooms are there where it just at promotions general. you're at oh yeah. okay sorry you're i couldn't yeah. tell what you're saying there <laughs> um i don't know pretty chill like i've never had an issue in the locker room nobody's ever acted out of line in my experience that being said i've had what 30 31 matches <laughs> but um yeah in my experience and i've been you know gcw and icw and um toronto and out here and stuff and i it's all been really great everyone's been really chill and supportive which according to my trainers and people you know a little older like for in their 40s or whatever they say it never used to be like this like people were absolute nightmares like there's constantly fights there's constantly drama you know and it's just i guess it's just i'm lucky to have come up in this time people maybe aren't as like troubled or something i don't even know why there's such a big difference in the people in people's attitudes maybe just because it's you know 2024 you know people are different now (laughs) People get called out if they act shitty. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yep. Isn't that I think weird? That's a big part of it. Yeah. Cancel culture, perhaps. I don't know. But then again, there's like fucking old timers around here that are actually like complete twerps and like say, saying racial slurs and promos. Like, you know, and then, but then they don't get booked outside of their one promotion. They're just stuck there, you know, and. So but yeah. maybe they're just okay with the 20 bucks and a handshake. Oh, they're fine with that because oh, yeah, they think they're like the most over people on the planet and they're in their own little worlds <laughs> and whatever. But like, so that's weird. not, they, that's not, <laughs> yeah. But you know, they're older too. It's not like they have a future in like any other right. bigger promotion or something. Not to be a dick, but just the way it is. <laughs> and but that yeah. was what happened to Hillbilly Jim. Oh yeah, Hillbilly Jim. And and uh J Bob and all the other racist people, man. Wrestling, if you watch even back in the nineties when we all got into it, well, Dan back in the eighties, but um, <laughs> Yeah, things it, it, are just it, it so different. Wild. But it's like that it if you wild. look in like any entertainment, any yeah, yeah, any like um, m- musicians, actors, da da da. Back then, everyone did drugs. Everyone beat their wife. Everyone screwed a fourteen-year-old. It was like it was different. Oh my then. God. Yeah. But but like think about it. Like in entertainment, like Molly Crew was like. 
doing heroin and screwing their cousins. You know what I mean? It was like, and yeah. in wrestling, it was the same way. And it's just like over the years, like people chop that shit down. They don't have patience for that bullshit anymore, you know, and shit, shit's got to change. So it like weeds out all the idiots. And then, you know, the people that actually want to work hard and like do the, do the work and whatever, you know, maybe they have a higher success rate. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's a huge part of it where it's just like, they now have, um, well, I, I think it's just, there's more harmony in the locker room because everybody's not all zooted all the time. And <laughs> zooted. also, yeah. and <laughs> zooted and also not, um, yeah, it's not as cutthroat as it used to be. You yeah. Know, maybe that like, too. Right. You know, it's like everybody, it, I think more or less, and it's like this in a lot of and tribalism can be tough, I think, on the mm-hmm. side of as a fan, tribalism I think can be very negative to the wrestling business. But mm-hmm. I think if you work for a certain promotion and you're all about the promotion and you're not in the locker room being mm-hmm. successful, I think yeah. that, that that creates a lot of harmony. And I think we're at that stage where uh I think all the talent want everybody to do well and the promotion to do well because they know that they'll do well themselves because the promotion and other people that they work with are being more, are getting more notoriety and successful. Yeah, that makes sense. There's just a lot more opportunity as well. I guess there's so many promotions There's so many. <laughs> so I think that and, might help too. And women's wrestling is being taken on a very serious note. Oh my God. Yeah. I think it's probably the best it's ever been, you know? So that's but awesome. not even just women's wrestling women's deathmatch wrestling oh segue into deathmatch talk very good i'm good i'm uh, good that was an talk. a plus one yeah. right rate my segue um, <laughs> oh jesus um how does it hurt um Mm, hey, Fabe. Um, yeah, yes and no. Depends, <laughs> depends on what it is. It depends on what it is and who you're working. It's, yeah, I would say. Um, I was very blessed to work one of the greatest deathmatch wrestlers to ever walk this earth, and he knows what he's doing, and he's very... He knows how to put a match together for a newbie, and uh, that was a very, very positive experience for me. So I'm sure in that the was future. Nick Gage, yes. What's that? No, no, no. Did I wrestle Nick Gage? <laughs> yeah, you were saying I wish. Nick Gage. Oh my God. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about John Wayne Murdoch because I had a death match against him. So oh, okay. for those who are unaware of John Wayne Murdoch, tell yes. us about him real briefly. Um, he's from the Mid South. He's been around forever. Um I actually didn't know who he was until um, he started wrestling GCW. But he was he was on like IW Mid-South, I think, and like a lot of those like kind of gnarly deathmatch promotions. Oh, so, the, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Ian Rotten's company and stuff like yep. that. Yep. Um, oh, gotta love it. But yeah, he's been around forever and the friggin' guy like been doing a death match every weekend for like insane amount of years like how's his um, forehead look 
not crazy. He doesn't really do a lot of shit in his face. Um, I don't think. I've never really noticed him having a, a like a really scarred forehead. Actually, his arms are really scarred. Um, yeah, it's a wild but, um, like. But he's a very, very kind, intelligent man, and I love the guy. Yeah. And I don't say that about many people, honestly. I yeah, but he's a uh, pretty fantastic. So very, very grateful to have worked him as my first death match. I learned a lot. But also in the future, I'm probably going to face a lot of people that you know aren't as skilled and kind as he is. So. Um, when you ask me that question again, I'll probably be like, yeah, it fucking kills. But it, in that experience, it wasn't so bad at all. And also your adrenaline is so freaking out of control high that I didn't even feel anything. Like, I don't really remember feeling much. Like, the gusset plate in my face kind of sucked. But, but other than that, it was pretty great, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, the light bulbs would... <laughs> are one of those things that would scare the hell out of me just because of um especially nick gage almost dying yeah one of them but uh, it's just like working someone as as, ex, as sorry experienced as he is it's like he knows exactly what will cut you right like there's certain angles and ways you can you have to hit people with those things so you don't hurt them yeah, I, I and like, should it suck to be the person who found out or had to find out? Oh, the hard way, like learning on each other. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, I know, right? What a weird thing. <laughs> now we're just yeah. normalizing it, like, oh, he works me safe in the light tube. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Take, I the guys. I take a mental note. <laughs> but that it's kind of a angle. neat thing to like know how to do safely. Like, what a cool thing to. I don't know. It's weird. It's like I know it, how to is. create this really intense, extravagant kind of vibe with this light bulb, but like I'm not going to actually kill my opponent because I know what angle to hit them on. Like, that's cool. Um, I've seen people, though, like go buck with tubes and just fucking destroy each other. And it's like really hard to watch and gross and stupid. So, yeah, you definitely need to know what you're doing. Well, just like anything, like you can't just like start wrestling without knowing how to wrestle, you know, and hurt somebody. So trial and error so and don't practice. Go death match first. <laughs> without doing anything, yeah, probably not. <laughs> I don't probably know how to not, run the unless, roll, but here's a like. Unless you don't care about getting hurt, which you know, whatever. Some people don't. Let's talk about your trainers. Mm -hmm. You were mentioning that you know a certain Tony Veroni who's a friend of the show. Yeah, he's one of my trainers. He is, uh, he trains on Saturdays. Um, so I often miss his classes these days when I have bookings, but they are my favorite classes. He's the best. Super funny. And, uh, it's cool because all the trainers have very different styles, um, but um, he's kind of like more of a brawler. So we like work on like power moves and do a lot of heat drills and yeah, he's cool. You have any uh, 
you have any heat that you could shoot us about some Tony Baroni? Any any insights? Any insights? I don't know. He's just a nice guy. All right. I'm not gonna talk right. shit on my coach. <laughs> he might stretch he's, you. He's the best. He's like uh, he and I are really close, and he's just like a really great pal and and uh, supporter. All right, so if we were to, to tell him all of those insults to his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, Go for it, man. Go for it. <laughs> all right, Dan. Got to get Tony on the dial. Get him on the oh. dial, man. I'll, I'll, I'll call him right now. I'll be like, hey, what are you doing? You got to get on this <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not working right now, so there, there's a good chance he could. <laughs> he's just going to be bullshitting in his office, yeah? Yeah, exactly. No, he uh, left his job or his job. Um, the beer brewing company, whatever he worked at, like went under some bullshit. I don't know. Oh, no. They're not, I don't know. Or they just moved or something. But everyone that worked there no longer works there. So, ah, that's right. But he got a new job. I'm like speaking for oh, this good. person right now. <laughs> that's good. Tony will be okay. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. We're glad. <laughs> Wait, why did I thank him? I don't know. Tony, we're happy for you. Congrats. congrats on yeah, I was going to say, is he on the other line or something? You're thinking of another Tony you're thanking. <laughs> you mean Tony Bacon? Uh, I guess so. No. That's um, fine. So, um, we, so you performed of course with uh russell core which it the interesting part about that is it you fit right in with being a punk rock fan and also yeah but working for this company that's just got such a punk rock vibe i um, know it's great so i love it you performed uh i'm assuming at horror on hastings yeah so, that was my first match there oh yeah I think so because I I like I used to um, valet that tag team SOE. Okay. And we were we were on a bunch of those shows of Cobra Kai shows, but um, as a as a wrestler, I think it was just that one show I was on. That was my debut as a wrestler. So, um, what gimmick were you? Uh, could you perform? Because I guess every matchup is a kind of has to portray a horror or a scene from a horror film or more a uh like uh present as like a horror film or were you did you um i'm trying to find the right wording for this like uh a scene or like a movie like a horror film uh at that point that what were you performing i guess in the well match? i was um tagging with his brother sin Bodhi. okay so we both have like the same gimmick. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was like it was really cool because like everyone got like a a movie um kind of inspiration or whatever, right. like a scene from a horror movie. Um Yeah, that's what I was trying to ask in my complete, Yeah. Uh, yeah, most people got a scene, but we didn't. We just got like a story, and our story was uh Sin Bodhi and I were the freaks in school that got made fun of by the preppy cool kids who were played by Nicole Matthews and Arden Spencer. <laughs> so that was really cool and fun to do that with them. My they're my trainers as well. So Oh nice. Yeah. And then like Sin Bodhi, which was really cool. So overall that experience was sick. 
Sin's a great human being. He's he so really funny. Is. He was so lovely and like shared so many stories and was super supportive. And it was just like, you know, you need anything, reach out. He was the best. He was really fun. Let's talk so. about legends, right? What about Mick Foley? Yeah. Um, what he about him? You out. <laughs> he said some nice things for you. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, our relationship kind of started. Um, I have a really good friend named Casey Hopkins. Um, we've known each other for years and years. And um, out of our little group of friends, I, I lived on and off in New York for a little bit um, years ago. And uh, I met him there, uh, Casey. And um, we kind of had a bond over wrestling and none of our other friends in our friend group really cared about wrestling, but he and I did. So we ended up staying pretty close and the, re the rest of the people I hung out with, not so much, but Casey and I, you know, keep talking about wrestling and all that stuff. And then he started working with Mick kind of as like his PR guy in a way, like he, he helps them with his social media and like little videos and like write-ups and stuff like that and helps them on the the podcast i believe as well so um casey basically i think he just kind of showed mick my profile and told him i was starting out trying to be i think i was managing that i don't even think i was wrestling yet um and yeah just shared my profile said i was super into wrestling i've been a fan of his since i was a little kid yada yada and then he uh he hit me up I actually met him and then i met him at gcw when mick was there and uh, he hit me up, like, asking to, like, know a little bit more about me and my character and what my goals were. And he would laugh at me because he's like, why does a girl like you want to do deathmatch wrestling? That is insane. And I think he thought that was cool and weird that I would want to do such a thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. We've just been, like, he's kind of been mentoring me and been really kind and supportive and giving me advice and... He's given me a lot of advice <laughs> and it's been great. So, yeah. And then I got booked that um, death match and I told him immediately, I was nervous. I was like, I don't really know what to expect. And John Wayne does like, you know, pretty hardcore shit, like panes of glass and all that stuff. And I was like, damn, like, do I want to, I'm scared, you know, <laughs> and Mick's just like, okay, let's talk about it. <clears throat> and then he was like, you know what? On second thought, give me the promoters and John Wayne's contact. I want to talk to them. Um, and then he kind of just figured out with them that he was going to do a run-in. And, like, he planned some of the match and the story. And and he was really stoked to be a part of that death match with me. Nice. Yeah, he was, he was so excited. I, I loved how excited he was. It was like surprising to me because I'm like, why do you care, sir? <laughs> you know, like, but <laughs> it was really nice. I think he was kind of stoked to get back into a a ring with glass and barbed wire and stuff, you know. And then he did a DDT, and yeah, and we were all pretty elated that that evening. It was pretty cool. No, lots was of emotion. Real glass. Oh yes. That, that that causes issues for some people. <laughs> real glass? What do you mean? Prime uh, yeah. <laughs> um, for all AEW all in. When uh CM Punk told Jack Perry, like, 
hey, don't do real glass, use sugar glass, right? So you don't hurt yourself. Mm, mm, yeah. And then Jack Perry used real glass and said, cry me a river and got his ass kicked Oh, by CM Punk. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't know Jack Perry did. I I just knew um fucking Nick Gage and uh, what's his face did it. Um, why can't I think of his name right now? What's wrong with me? Why can't we be friends? Fucking Jericho. Didn't Jericho and Nick Gage use glass? They used a pizza cutter. Well, I no, never, I think yeah. went. I think no, yeah, because uh, yeah, um, Nick Gage went through a pane of glass. I think Jericho gave him a Rana into some glass. I remember that being a really cool spot. So yeah, that happened. I, I will say that Chris Jericho, at his age, doing Ranas somewhat frequently. I know, right? Shit. So cool. I just think about my joints now, and I'm like, fuck, no. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, when you're moving consistent, like constantly, it's easier, you know, when you're doing that to yourself. I know it sounds weird, but like when you're doing that, like all the time, it's, I think it's easier to keep going. But if you take a break, then you're fucked. <laughs> as soon as you rest, it's like as soon as you rest, it's like, it's, yeah brutal it's yeah. like it's like captain america aging at the end of avengers no i don't just think like, i will <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what i find about aging anyways like yeah if i'm training all the time i'm bumping all the time it's whatever but if i take two weeks off or like a week off and i go back in it's like absolute hell the pain is like insane and you have to like build up the calluses again or something i don't know I've heard but about that. I've heard it's of an a, it's definitely yeah. an age thing though because I never used to have these issues with my body, <laughs> and I know it's not just from wrestling. <laughs> Way too new for that. <laughs> so what did you do to ruin your body? In a, you know, I think it's just wrestling. like getting older. Like I'm in my thirties. Yeah. I'm like, and I like I don't know. I've always been like a crazy bastard and jumping through things on off things and. Also, tattooing all my life, tattooing ruined my back. Like, yeah, that would make I sense. I would that, say yeah. if I'm okay, if I wrestle all weekend, my body will feel better than if I tattoo all week. Like, tattooing is so brutal on my hips and my upper back and shit. It's nasty. I so have I a say, buddy of mine who's getting into tattooing. He actually just started. Yeah. Um, You have to do a lot of training. I mean, you should. I mean, I've, a I've lot of people don't, that. but you need to, yeah. Um, for yourself, mm -hmm. would you recommend apprentices for tattooing, anything like that, body art One, in general? 100%. Study under someone? Oh, absolutely. Otherwise, you're going to be trash. Honestly, I don't care what anyone says. It's, I think it's like anything you want to be great at, you have to learn under somebody who's great. Like you can't, people are self-taught, but you're going to be more successful if you learn under somebody who has experience and can point you in the right direction immediately as opposed to wasting time making mistakes. Um, and there's so much more than just, tattooing is so much more than just tattooing. 
if that makes sense. Like, you know, cleanliness, bloodborne pathogens, um, cross-contamination, uh, you know, whatever. It's just art. You have to, you know how to draw. Drawing for uh, an album cover is going to be different than drawing for a tattoo. It, it's a different skill. So people don't really know that. And then they're like, oh, tattooing is really hard. And it's like, yeah, you can't just start tattooing somebody, you know, I don't, with no experience, ordering a kit off Amazon or whatever. Never a good thing. Well, I, I think the even worst part about that, like with Amazon and stuff like that and buying, um, you know, the like $20 Spencer tattoo kits. Yeah. something like <laughs> people don't know how quickly tattoos can get infected yeah and oh man have i if, ever seen some if you shit. don't put the ink deep enough yeah or if you put it too deep because i've seen lots of that too where it's just blown out you know do you know what that means when something's yeah. yeah yeah so it's like all fuzzy and scarred and yeah or when you can see the little jagged lines mm -hmm. uh, where yeah. the stop started, but it didn't get yeah. exact. Yeah. Yeah, there's a technique to that, too. You know, like pulling a line, there's a technique to that. But, yeah. Do I actually... Do you think you um, would do tattooing that? again? Oh, I still tattoo. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Full... No, well, not full-time, but... That's what, okay, when, so not full-time. Not full-time. I would like to be tattooing more, but um, I only book like three or four days a week tattooing, usually just three. Um, I'd like to be tattooing more for the money because <laughs> I don't make money wrestling. But um, I also like to have a lot of time to spend training and like working out and stuff and like have weekends off for shows and stuff like that. Right. And sometimes if I'm traveling, it'll be like a Thursday to Monday situation and takes out of tattooing quite a bit. But yeah, it's been it's been rough. I used to make a lot of money and now I don't make much money. Wrestling has really um, made me poor. <laughs> but that's okay. It's worth it. <laughs> wrestling has financially destroyed you i don't know if i'll kind, ever financially kind recover of in a from sense it. because like between like buying gear getting myself out to places like some, sometimes they'll pay for like um you know fly you out somewhere but a lot of the time i've flown myself out to gigs and like um paid you know you got your ubers and like all this shit adds up hotels food yep. on the road like it's insane how much money I, i've probably spent over 10 way over 10 grand last year doing this shit but do you get to write that off um not i don't know do i probably not not if i'm like spending money in the states i don't know how that would work i don't think so because that would yeah and I, I don't think that's well, well yeah legal. but if you're doing it in the states don't you have to file united states taxes for that you'd think so <laughs> 
Let's not try Anywho. Yeah. Anywho. She said I don't yes. Get, I don't get paid when I go to the States. Anyways. Yeah, you don't make nothing in the States. I you don't make, I don't make she, any she money. Said yes. Volunteering. You I were volunteering make, in the United yeah. States. I'm <laughs> purely voluntarily for reps. Yes. That's USA it. number one. Yes. Dude, I would love to live in the USA. I want to live there so bad. But uh, I don't we'll know. trade you Dan. <laughs> There's so much more opportunity and like cooler things are happening. I've already done everything I need to do in, in Canada. I feel like there's not much. There's not really anywhere I can Ooh. go from here. She if turned heel sense. on Canada. <laughs> oh, I turned heel on Canada years ago, dude. I, tried, I was like living in New York and then stupid pandemic happened and our stupid prime minister made everyone come home. And I was terrified, so I came home. And it was the biggest regret of my life. <laughs> goddamn Trudeau. Yeah. Fuck. That was so annoying. I, I'm sorry, guys. Dan said I need to go home. Yeah, right? I don't know. I thought like the world was ending. So I was like, oh, fuck. I gotta go. I gotta go. The See prime minister friend. says I need to come home. Yeah, I'll Shit. never listen to that douchebag again. Never again. <laughs> never again. I feel like overwhelmingly every Canadian we've ever talked to mm-hmm. hates Trudeau. And then oh, he gets yeah. reelected, and I'm like, I've Why? never talked to anyone who likes it's him. Set up. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I don't know how it's possible, really. I don't. But I guess it's like like your presidents keep getting reelected, like, <laughs> and nobody seems to like them either. So it's kind of I don't know no. it's all fixed. <laughs> we're we're headed towards Biden um, <coughs> Trump too, apparently electric boogaloo. So wait, no. what? <laughs> um, isn't Trump in the lead right now? Um. As far as the Republicans, yes, he is the he is the clear winner as far as the nominee is concerned. I don't like to talk politics, but I'll I'll just go with facts. He loves um, to talk politics. I do, apparently. One guy yeah. came on here was just like, Well, I could tell with the way that you act, you're 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 definitely a supporter of Halliburton. Yeah. Like, he's like, You supported the Iraq war, I bet. I'm like, really? We're having this discussion? Shit. No. <laughs> Uh. Um. Yes, but Trump is the um, the Republican leader right now, and I believe on some polls he is pulling ahead of uh, President Joe Biden. Wow. Well, well, I mean, they're all idiots. So. Yeah. <laughs> is one better than the other? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, uh, uh, it's between uh, a douche bag and a turd sandwich so exactly which, which thank you, you the turd or the douche <laughs> i don't know fuck a man to oh, death God damn it. mr garrison yeah okay you picked up on my uh south part yeah. oh for sure i'd love that I know, so uh, good. Magnificent, so I good. love South Park. They're amazing. Uh, I wish they do more. They haven't done it, much lately. Does it bother you no. how much they they rip on Canada though? With the you know. no, it's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's funny. She's... I think it's weird. I don't understand why the head is split in half. 
that, but it's funny. <laughs> the butter, the butterscotch pudding didn't bother you at the Royal Running. <laughs> oh yeah. The follow the only road. <laughs> remember that? I remember that. Follow the only road. <laughs> this is Scott. He's a giant dick. Yeah, just a giant dick. <laughs> See five oh five my smell crafted. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't thought of that in so long. I can't believe I remember that. <laughs> he's just pointing at Terrence and Philip, and he's just like, "What are you doing, Scott?" He's just like, "I'm wishing you cancer." It's like, yeah. "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> I love oh, that's it. fantastic! <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh guys well let's see here is there anything that you want to talk about before we uh, sign off for the night um I don't know how about I want to get more bookings and so if anyone's listening <laughs> right now who's a promoter <laughs> book me <laughs> um i'd like to live in the states so if anyone's listening right now that can get me a visa that'd be cool uh and that's pretty much all i have to say and if you want to get booked okay, for so volunteering in the states i mean yes of course yeah. uh 100 volunteer states. yes yeah which is fine you know need yes. those reps yes absolutely well and- my my city is in the news about that because they had a city council meeting and he was like, Hey, if you live in the city, you should sign up. And people are like, fuck no. <laughs> like, sign up for what? Migrant, migrant, uh, migrant housing. Oh, not for Canadians though. Probably like refugees or what? Yeah. I, 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 I believe so. I believe that's being, <laughs> The housing uh, for Canadians. Yes, the housing for Canadians. A bunch of housing for Canadians in a house. Yes. Every unit has a that's blue poster in it with the stand up of Wayne Gretzky. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone book her now. Oh, you know what I am doing? I'm doing this um academy coming up in let me just find out when it is real quick. Um it's the Louis Academy. Have you heard of this? Have I? No. Have you guys heard of this? Okay. Okay. It's uh Jacques Rougeau's like little contest thing he does. He's been doing every year. And three, I think or two. Two women and two men will win $10,000 each if they win. And then a trip to Mexico as well. So it's like a bunch of different wrestlers from all over Canada. Um, And I think it starts, yeah, the end of September into October, November. And I think people have to vote for you. But I'm not certain. We still have to get all the information. But it's something that's coming up for me that I have to win. <laughs> like, I have to win it. So, I'll just You're listening right now. For vote for like me. Every day. Yeah. Vote for me every day. I'll take you to Mexico with me. 
and it will be great. You can take John. I'm spoken for. <laughs> okay. Let's hey, go. move. I mean, let's do it. Ariba. Ariba. Yeah. Well, this has been a amazing conversation. <laughs> I loved it every second. Um, <laughs> tell us your socials where people mm. can find you and. and- and both last words yeah. oh yeah yeah um both twitter and instagram it's villain tears up um and then i use tiktok a little bit i think it's tears up official but mostly just instagram tiktok or um twitter i mean um and then i have some stuff coming up in feb or yeah mid-february in mountain big west which is up uh north bc Then I have Boom in Vancouver on the 23rd, Destiny in Toronto on the 24th. Still booking up my March, but um, in April, I will be hanging out around uh, Mania, doing Mania things. So Volunteering. Yeah, volunteering, going to shows, all kinds of things. So I'll be there hanging out. Actually, I'm going to be training um, a little bit too that month, which will be cool. Um. Yeah, and that's that's it. That's it for me right now. But well, lots, awesome, lots of things awesome, to look awesome. forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And thank yeah. you so much for uh, talking with us mm-hmm. and having some fun. Thank you. For yeah, it was awesome. Out. Thank you so much. It was my favorite podcast. Oh, thank you. Oh, you say that with everybody, don't you? I don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad we. I'm glad we have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we have that kind of relationship now. Yay. <laughs> and now we're going to Mexico. And now All we're right. going to Mexico. <laughs> uh, have a great night, everybody.